So yeah, I want to preach on uh, hope. I believe that, um, you know, it, we're, I feel like we're just coming out of this like, like fog that we've been in for the past three years almost. Um, and I feel like we're just coming into this like new season. Like it feels like this fresh new season, but I just feel like we've just been coming out of a lot of the, 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 the funk and just the difficulties of like the past couple of years with COVID and everything. And I know that we're not like, you know, everything is like, you know, like, you know, roses and, 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 you know, great. But, um, I also feel that we are at a place, um, and feel like for me personally, um, I, I, I feel like a new, fresh sense of hope. I mean, I believe that hope is what sets us apart, right? Uh, even from just like an anthrop, anthropology like from like you know um you know, like just the studying of humans right what really is kind of sets apart you know like humanity from like the rest of creation and the rest of like all the animals is that there's a sense of hope that we have right now the passage that i'm going to look at comes from first corinthians 13 13 it's one of the you know famous passages on um, hope faith and love and also colossians 1 26 through 27 uh, and then also isaiah 40 31 and so if you guys have your bibles uh, you guys can open up um, your bibles to those uh, passages or if not you can just look up here i have them up here and so i'm going to read them one by one first corinthians 13 13 it says so, so now faith hope and love abide these three, but the greatest of these is love. <laughs> Colossians 1, 26 through 27, the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. To them, God has chosen to make uh, known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And then lastly, Isaiah 40, 31, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength, will, they will soar on wings like eagles, they will run and not grow weary, they will walk and not be faint. Um, so now, you know, as human beings, I believe that we are born with an ingrained propensity for hope, right? Um, there is something within us that no matter how much we don't want to hope, right, hope, it just naturally comes into our hearts, right? Hope is something that is, that is ingrained in us, right? You know, like whenever... You know, like, I, we take our kids anyway, anywhere. Like, we went, yesterday, we, you know, like, had this long day. It's Ethan's birthday. We went to this place called Kidzania. I don't know if you've ever been to Kidzania, but it's crazy. It's like, it's hardest, it's really hard to describe. It's like, they have all these stores and all these activities. They have, like, E-Mart and, like, all these, like, dental clinics. And the kids can go and, like, do things. Like, they, they can do work. They can do activities that are, like, work. And then they get money. And then they can use that money and go do fun things, right? It's like, it's, like, this is small ecosystem and this economy based on, like, kids and activities is really, it's in Shinsege. Uh, it's really fun. And then, um, and so that was, it was birthday couple, like last week. And so we took him there. And afterwards, like, <clears throat> Mina loves Takpuki. And so we ate Takpuki at Home Plus. We just went into Home Plus. And then right when we walked in, there's this sense of hope that our, my kids get. They're like, oh. They have toys here. <laughs> like right when we walk in, like something changes and then Ethan gets, you know, Ezra gets like really like cute and he's like, dad, can we go look at toys? And I was like, okay, afterwards maybe we can look at toys. And then that hope just starts to increase. And he's like, while we're eating, he's like, dad, do you think I can pick something out? And I was like, oh, maybe, right? And then at the end, he's like, dad, can I buy something? <laughs> 
And so we went, and then they like they picked out a toy, and so like even like, they they understand. They, it's a hope is something that naturally comes into our hearts sometimes, right? And it radically affects the human experience, right? Um, hope determines our perspective. It determines our attitudes, and it affects the way that we see life. Um, and hope can be found like. It's something that is like, you know, like that we all kind of experience. It can be found in the world. My parents uh, went to America from Korea. I I did like the reverse immigration. I went from America to Korea. My parents, right, in 1982, right, when I was seven years old, immigrated to America in the hopes that they would be able to uh, provide a, a good life for me and my sister, right? They had this hope. You know that you know, and and they came, and it was not easy for them. They didn't have like this easy life. They didn't speak the language. They were marginalized. You know, like oh, you know, like you know, back then, then racism was even worse. And so you know, it was really difficult. But they continued on. They didn't give up. They 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 persevered, and and, and they in the hope that they'd be able to provide a good life for me and my family. People play the lotto, right? I, 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 was, I was listening to a podcast recently and they said that the Powerball in America, I think like a couple of months ago, was a billion dollars, right? That's a lot of money, right? And, and, and like people were just playing it like crazy. Like people would go and buy up like, you know, like thousands, like hundreds and thousands of dollars worth of tickets in the hopes that they would be able to win the Powerball. Um, you go to Las Vegas. Who's been to Vegas, right? You know, Vegas is a town that is, it's a billion dollar industry and it is fueled by one thing and one thing alone is fueled by hope. They go in in the hopes that this one time that they will come out with more money than they came in. It's usually 90% of the time you don't. Then I've never experienced that. I'll go to Vegas with always that hope and I would always come back with a negative in my, in my checking account. It's like you have been overdrawn and then they charge me $18. You know that in America you get overdrawn? You know, so it's an industry that is built on hope, right? It's fueled by hope. Education, people go to school. I'm in, I'm in seminary right now, getting my master's in the hopes that it will help me, you know, become a better minister. Um, we all are, the world contains hope. People have hope, right? Uh, but the hope that God promises us, the, tells us that in Christ Jesus, we have a hope that is greater than the hope that we can find in this world. It's a hope that is not based on things that are of this earth, right? Now let me tell you, things that are on this earth, right? We might hope on things that are on this earth, everything will decay, right? Everything in this world is meant to decay, right? Everything, right? You know Marine City, you guys know about Marine City, we're right next to Marine City. If you look and towards that, there, there's like these awesome buildings, you've seen them, they look like sailboats, it's like full of glass, it looks like the future, right? You look over this way, you see L City, you see those huge new apartments. They look like, you know, just like, like amazing monuments of technology, right? But if you, if we, you know, like 30, 40, 50 years from now, those apartments will all just kind of, you know, just be whatever, right? They will decay. Everything in this world will decay. Our bodies will decay, right? <clears throat> doesn't matter how healthy you eat, you know, it doesn't matter how much water you drink, Right? How much you work out. It doesn't matter how much goop that you put on your face every day. Right? My wife, um, she discovered, and I blame my friend Herman, right? Um, Herman in America, he, he used to be a worship pastor, allowed his wife to put this kind of, like, lotions on his face, and then his wrinkles kind of went away. And so now, Mina has gotten everybody she knows to, like, purchase these lotions, and then 
every day she tries to put it on my face, it feels disgusting. <laughs> I just don't like lotions to begin with, you know, like I'd rather have like, you know, like just, I just like au natural, but then Mina would put just all of these sprays, she'll spray my eye, it goes in my eye, I'm like, ah, you know, like, and then she puts these like, like, you know, like vials of oils and stuff on my face and I just, I look like a glazed donut at the end, right? But no matter how much that she does that, this will decay, right? This will get old. If it looks old now, it's going to look way older than this, like, you know, 10, 20 years from now. Every, everything will decay, you know? And when we put our hope in things of this world, we realize soon that, that no matter what it is, right, it truly will not satisfy our soul. Right? No matter what it is. You know, like, like the, 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 I feel like the number one thing that people want these days is like a Tesla or like an electric vehicle. And you get that and it's fun, it's great, and it's got all the little bells and whistles and, you know, it could do all these things. But eventually, it'll just become another car. Right? It'll just be a form of transportation to get from point A to point B. Everything fades. Everything decays. But our hope is not like the hope that is found in this world. Because our hope is not based on things of this world, our hope is based on Jesus Christ. He is a person, and He is alive, and He is seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven. Right? And He He is our hope. Our hope is not in something, right? But it, it's in a God that died on the cross for our sin. Our our our, our hope, you know, is, is a hope that is is based on our salvation and based on our eternity. I want to start off with this passage that we find today in 1 Corinthians 13. It says, it's, it's, you know, one of the most famous passages in the Bible. And it says, now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Right? Now, I know that the translation that people really like is like, now these three remains, the NIV, and these three remain, right? And people say like, oh, these three remain. But I like how this, the ESV and, and some of the other, you know, more literal translations, um, it's a Greek word called meno, and it, it, it means to abide, right? And, but it, if you look at it in the Greek, it's a word that kind of like, it, it talks about like, not just remaining, but remain connected, right? Um, it, it's to remain connected and, and to be at one with one another, right? And this word means to remain as one, right? Um, not to not to become another or different. That's a literal uh, definition, right? and it points to a relationship that these three things have: faith, hope, and love. Right? They don't, they're not just individual things that we're supposed to ascribe to, as, as, like ascribe to, but faith, hope, and love are, are interwoven, and it's just a part of this 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 thing that God builds in us and creates in us and grows in us. Um, and they grow together and they are supposed to work together, right? Uh, and the hope that we have in Christ does not stand alone, but they come interwoven with faith and love. It's a hope that is based on the things, uh, on these things that come together. And my first point uh, is that we have a hope that is based on faith. We have a hope that is birthed through our faith in the person, in the deity, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Um, our hope is based on our faith in Christ. Now, you know, that Jesus, he, he's real, that he is alive, he is God, and that he did on the cross, and what he did on the cross, and him rising from the dead, he, it empowers our hope 
that is, and it's a hope that is greater than anything that we will find in this world. Now, when we look at books and when we look at movies, there's a bit of fantasy behind everything, right? Uh, what drives any good book and what drives any good movie is a hope, right? You need to have some sort of hope in a movie or a book or else it's no, no one's going to finish it and no one's going to read it, right? Um, you know, there's always some sort of hope and, and a, a semblance of hope in everything, any form of entertainment that we look at. Star Wars, right? I don't know if you guys are Star Wars nerds. I started to become a, more of a Star Wars nerd recently with, with uh, Disney Plus. But, you know, 1977, there was a movie that the first Star Wars is A New Hope. And it's, it, and it started this, this thing with Star Wars. And it's, it's driven by the hope that the heroes will succeed. Um, that they will overcome the obstacles in the end and that good will triumph over evil, right? You know, the, the, you know, whatever, the force will triumph over the dark side, you know? It's fantasy, right? But it, it, it's there. Uh, who, who saw Black Panther, right? Black Panther, great movie. I, I have yet to see it yet. Right? Everybody says it's an amazing movie that they cried and I was like, oh, I can't wait, right? Me and Mina, we had to find the time, some babysitters to like help us so we can watch. Black Panther, but I'm sure in Black Panther there is a sense of hope, right? You know, when when you know, all these difficulties and obstacles might come, but there's always there will always be a sense of hope in any kind of form of entertainment. And the reason so many people are drawn to books and films is because one, we have a propensity for hope. I talked about that earlier, but also we want to experience, even if it's fantasy, a realization of hope, right? You know, we, we want to experience to, to a certain degree a realization of hope. And what makes the Christian life different than the, the, than that of the people out in the world and the hope that we find out in the world is that, that we have a realization of hope. And it's not fantasy, right? Faith makes our hope a reality. Faith makes our hope a reality. Jesus Christ becomes truth and He becomes reality through us. He becomes fact to us, right? Not through logic, but through faith. The world may think that we're stupid, that we're simple-minded. You know, they may be, think that we were believing in a fantasy, but through faith, we know that Jesus is real. I know that Jesus is real, right? Not through anything like of logic and reason, but through faith, right? We encounter Him, we experience in His presence, His guidance, His love, and His goodness, and we can, we can, we might not be able to communicate it to other people, but we know that Jesus is real through faith. The writer of Hebrews gives us the best definition of faith. It says in Hebrews 11.1, 1, I think we, I have the, the verse, it says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. The two words here that make all the difference is assurance and conviction. Right? These are things that people cannot take away from us. Right? Right? They cannot take away our assurance and they cannot take away our conviction. If we have conviction, it's not it's not because so, somebody gave it to us. It's because God has... He's, he's, Holy Spirit has brought it to us, right? Because we have encountered Him, right? This is Holy Spirit. He He brings conviction, right? And it comes not from like you know us trying to like 
you know, like learn things, but it comes from an encounter with the Spirit of God. Holy Spirit comes in us. We believe in Jesus. We put our faith in Him. And then He becomes, and then now we have a conviction. We have an assurance that comes from the Holy Spirit. And that's the power of faith. In Him, faith in Jesus gives us a hope that is greater than anything that we can find in this world. You know, I've talked about this experiment with rats in many of my sermons, and if you guys have been with us for a while, you, you probably have heard it, but there was this experiment done long ago. I used to know the guy's name that did it and, uh, and all the experiments, um, but it basically it's like this. They'll get rats, and I know it's really cruel, and they would put them in buckets of water, and then they would time how long it would take before they would drown, and they would drown pretty like within like minutes. Some of them would drown within like three minutes. Some of them would drown, like try to swim for like maybe 10 minutes, but they would drown, but they would all end up drowning, right? But then they did this something. It was like a like a psychological experiment on like hope. And what they would do is they would then get a whole set of new rats and they would put them in water and they start swimming. And right when these rats get to this point where they're about they're about to go under, they're like, you know, I don't know how rats what when they swim, but they're like, and right when they're about to go under, they would take them out of the water, they would dry them off. Right? I know this is very cruel. Right? And then they would like, like let them feel safe, right? And then after they would dry them off, right, they would put them back in the water. And what would happen is these rats that have experienced being saved, right, being rescued from that point of death, would swim for hours. Some would swim for days, right? Some have been recorded for swimming for weeks, right? And it kind of proved the power of hope that these rats, right, that were, that, that like experienced, you know, like the semblance of hope being rescued from drowning, right? That hope that they had would, would transfer into them being able to persevere and continue on for days swimming in the water, which, which like the other rats would die within minutes. Right? And it kind of gives us this picture of the power of hope. And, 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 if a rat that, you know, experiences this kind of salvation through the hands of somebody trying to rescue him and drying him off is able to persevere that long, how much more and how much greater is the hope that we have in understanding and experiencing the resurrection power of Jesus Christ? How much more is the hope that we have from understanding and being in relationship and realizing the love that Jesus Christ has for us. No matter what happens in our lives, no matter what happens, you know, like in our situations, in our circumstances, we have a hope that can lead us and take us through anything and everything that we may experience in this life. That he, that he is who he says he is, that he did what he says that he did, and in the Bible that we have received through faith what the Bible says that we have received, right? And through that we have a hope, an, an eternal hope, right, that is, is woven in through the faith that we have in Jesus Christ. Yes, I hope in things, right? I hope, I hope that my kids grow up to be successful and, and godly men. I hope I can do meaningful work in my life. I hope that God uses me in my life in, in, in a ways that, you know, when I'm old, I look back and be like, yeah, God used me. And, and, and there's many hopes that I have. But in the end, what transforms my life, what transforms me 
is the hope that I have in Jesus. That He is who He says He is, that He has done what He says He has done, and that I have received what He says that I have received through Him doing what He's done. That's the hope that I have in Him. In him. Non-Christians will say, like, how can you believe in that nonsense? Now, I used to know atheists. I used to work with an atheist and I would kind of talk about church and he would just, he would always start off every conversation with like a laugh. He would go, <laughs> Whenever I talk about anything spiritual, he, he'd just, he'd always start off with a laugh. And in his mind, he's always thinking like, how can you believe in this fantasy? And we say, you know, through faith, I experience God. I know Him. Not just about Him, but I know Him personally. He interacts with me. He loves me. And only through faith can I have the grace, the grace that brings the hope into my life. Grace that forgives me. Grace that atones for my sins and transforms me into a new creation. Grace through faith says that we are a new creation. Right? The old has come. The old is gone and the new has come. And, and that's, that's what, that's the only thing that I can, that I can kind of try to communicate to this, this friend of mine, right? Saying like, this, this, this is how I know that, that it, it can only be received through faith, right? And to him, when, when I say that, he laughs. And, and, and it's, it's like, it's like ridiculous to him. But in order for us to reach the goal that he has for us, we have to have this hope. This, this driving hope, this hope of, hope of, of faith and, and hope of glory that Christ Jesus has deposited in us through the faith that we have in Him. Right? When we put our faith in Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit came and He deposited in us a hope. And He's saying, with this hope, whatever obstacles that you may come, whatever things that may come your way, this hope will help you get through everything. Right? It's, it's, it's hope that we have in Him. You know, I, and I've also talked about this many times in my sermons, but in 2010, I ran a marathon. I ran a full marathon. And some of you guys look at me and think, you're lying, right? I'm not lying. Right? It's the truth, right? I trained for about a year, and it was very hard. But do you want to know what really helped me to finish this marathon? You know, I ran the marathon in May, but in April of that year, Mina and I started dating, right? So I, like, I got, like, in, back in, like, October, I got depressed. I asked this girl out. We went on some dates, and then she dumped me. And I liked this girl for a really long time. So I, like, got really depressed. And then I turned that depression into, like, working out. So I started, like, running every day. I lost, like, 30, 40 pounds. I got super fit. And I was like, I'm going to run a marathon, right? And so me and my friends, you know, we started training. And then, I, you know, like, I, I got to this point where I was, I felt like I was ready to run this marathon. And then, and then, and then April, me and, me and Mina, we started dating and like, we knew we were going to get married right away, right? By like our second date, we're like, oh yeah, I think we're going to get married. We're like, yeah. And so by, by, by May, we started dating in April. By May, right, I had already known like, oh, this, you know, we're going to get married. Like, I love this woman, right? And I know that she loves me. And what kept me going through this, through this marathon was the motivation that I had, was the hope of sharing with her, right, that I was able to successfully finish this, right? In my mind, I just imagined her waiting for me at the finish line and saying like, oh, you were able to do it. I wanted to prove to my future wife that I can do it, right? And ultimately, it was very hard. It was, it was like, like the first like 35 kilometers, right? Like, you know, just, just, 
You know, like my motivation helped me, but then I, you hit that runner's wall, right? And it's this wall that every part of your body feels like somebody's taking a knife and just, just jabbing at you, right? You just feel like, and I remember, I remember I was like, oh, I don't think I can finish, right? But I remember two things got me to finish, right? Number one, there was this old Ajuma. She had finished the race and she had gotten her medal and she was walking the other way. And I saw her and I said, Oh, heck no. <laughs> she was like, oh, she had to be in her 60s, right? And it, like, she didn't even look fit. She just, I was like, how'd you finish right before me? And then I, and then, and then it was this realization, like, dude, I have to finish. Cause like, I, you know, I don't want to, you know, like, go to Mina and be like, oh, I couldn't finish. I just, I wanted to share this moment with, with my future wife. And in the end, you know, this motivation and this hope that I had of sharing this moment with Mina was help, was what helped me to finish the race. Jesus didn't come so that, you know, ultimately that we can, He can give us good teaching. You know, yes, good teaching, you know, is very important. But just like the motives of being healthy and losing weight went into me running the, that marathon, but the end goal was like, it was Mina. The end goal of Jesus coming to this world wasn't to just, you know, help us to become more moral. It was so that He could become our Savior. It's so that He can, that we can know Him through faith. And so that is, you know, like that when we know Him and that we are known by Him, and that when we look, look to our future, what is waiting for us is an encounter with our Lord and Savior. Right. That, that, that the race that was set before us, we have our minds set on not just, you know, like, you know, things in this world that we're going to have and we're going to experience and encounter, but ultimately what's really going to get us to that place where we can, we can stand before our God knowing that, you know, like that we, we did everything is the hope that we have in Jesus Christ, that He is our Lord and that in the end we will see Him face to face. That He is waiting for us. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that was set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. For Jesus, right? He endured. He endured the cross. For what? For the joy and the hope that was set before us in, in being able to see us and be with us face to face. And that is the hope that we have in Christ Jesus through faith in Him. And this leads me to my next point, and is that we have a hope based on love. It's based on relationship. It says, these three abide faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of this is love. And the hope that we have isn't just based on a thing or even based on a person, but it's based on a person who loves us. There's a relationship there. I was able to finish that race because in the end, there was a hope of sharing this moment with a person that loved me and that I, I, that I loved. We have a hope that is made that much more special and significant because the object of our hope loves us. He loves us furiously and fiercely. He invites us into a love relationship 
Right? He, he proved that love by dying on the cross for us. He took on the weight and the punishment for our sins. He didn't just say that he loved us, but he proved it. You know, Mina will ask me sometimes earlier in our marriage, she'd ask me like, do you love me? And I'll be like, oh, you know, of course I love you. I would say it. And she would say, ask me constantly, right? This is maybe I'm not proving that love for her, right? Maybe she's asking me this because maybe I'm not doing everything that I can to prove my love for her. Well, we have a Savior that proved it once and for all. That He loves us. That He never have to... We never have to ask Jesus, do you love us? Because he, he will point to the cross and to us and what He did. And we have received what, what He had done, this, this, this amazing gift of grace that came, not, not because of anything we did, but be, just because He loved us. Jesus died on the cross for us, not because we have anything significant in us, not, not because I can dance well or because I'm smart or because I'm good looking or, you know, I'm none of those things, right? But like he, he died on the cross for me. Why? Because of one reason and one reason alone, he loved me. He died on the cross for you for one reason and one reason alone, because he loves you. And we learn, we, in life, we learn that what is the most important is relationship. It's more than cars, more than homes, more than money. Because only in, in relationship can we receive and give love. Right? Ultimately, at the end of the day, everything, anything that is of, of importance in this world comes down to relationship. And Paul said, the greatest of these is love. And I, and I believe love is the one thing that we will look back on when we're super old and we're seated, you know, like when we're on our deathbed and we're going to look like we're not going to think about all those great cars that I drove, right? We're not going to think back at like all oh, that great home that I lived in. Right? We're not going to think about like all oh, that, 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 you know, that Louis Vuitton purse that I carried, you know, like between the year 2024 and, you know, 2026. Like, 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 you know, we're not going to look back on any of that. What are we going to look back on when we're old and we're, we're, we're about to, you know, meet Jesus face to face? We're going to look back on what? The relationship. The people that we have loved and the people that have loved us. And love creates in us this paradox of joy and fear. You know, joy that comes from love and the fear that it will, it will end, that it will be taken away from us. You know, when you look at like a guy that like hasn't dated in a while and they start dating, right? You, you kind of see, you know, the, the craziness that comes over a guy, right? And just from the fear of maybe losing that relationship, right? The fear of like, oh, her breaking up with me. You know, love can bring that out of us, but you see, God gives us and promises us a love that can be enjoyed and experienced now through faith and one that will never end. And one that not even death can can take away from us. Romans 8.38 For I am convinced that neither life, death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death, nor any else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Our hope is not based on you know a dead man like Muhammad or Buddha. 
Our hope is not based on objects that are made by hand. Our hope is not based on anything that is from this earth. Our hope is based on a person that furiously loves us. That proved it on the cross. Saying, I'm going to die on the cross for you. Not because of anything, but because I love you. He's alive, He loves us, and He is for us. And we can experience that love every day. He speaks to us, He intercedes on our behalf, He cares for us, He wants what's best for us, He guides us, He leads us, He transforms us. He's all-powerful, and yet He's so personal and so close. And even if we're all alone, David says, like, even if I'm in the depths of the sea, or even if I'm top of the mountain, I cannot, like, I cannot, like, you know, you're always there. Nothing can separate us from the love that Jesus Christ has for us. And that is what our hope is based on. It's a hope, right, that is not just based on, oh, you know, maybe she'll ask, maybe if I ask her out, maybe she'll say yes. Or, oh, maybe, you know, like he'll ask me out one day. Or, oh, you know. It's, no, it's a hope that is, have been proven. It's been proven on the cross. It's a, a, a hope that is, that is eternal. And it's a hope that is based on a love, a furious love that was proven on the, proven on the cross. And, and a, a love that in the world, it, the Bible says nothing can separate us. From this love. So we have a love that is based, we have a hope that is based on love, is based on a relationship that we have, that we have with a, a person, with, a, with God. And then my last point is that we have a hope that is based on restoration. Colossians 1 26, it says, The mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to the saints. To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Our hope is not based on consolation. You know, what we are hoping for is not a consolation prize. But God promises us restoration, right? A, a day that we can, we have a hope of glory, right? A hope of Christ in us, hope of glory, right? You know, prizes, that we found in, in, the, in the world are, are never live up to the amount of like things that we, we put into it, right? In, in high school, I wrestled. Uh, wrestling was, I have very bad hand-eye coordination, right? Mina will test, will, will test I'm, she's better than a sports than me. In almost every sport, she's better than me, right? Like, I remember before we were dating, we went to the batting cages and I hit like three balls. And then Mina like hit every single one, and I felt so humiliated. And she's like, "Oh, it's because I play tennis." I was like, "No, it's because I have horrible hand-eye coordination." Right? I really do. I have like the worst hand-eye coordination. And in high school, the only sport that like required no hand-eye coordination was wrestling. Right? Because why? You just like run around and you just grapple, grab somebody, and you just roll around the ground and you try to pin them. It just requires really no, no, uh, con- like like you know coordination or anything like that. And so I wrestled. And, and, you know, when you wrestle, like, like, training is super hard. It's one of the hardest things that you'll do. We would be in the wrestling room and our coach would turn on the heaters. We would have these like huge, massive heaters on the ceiling of the wrestling room and he would close the doors and it would be like hot. It would be like, 
like 103 degrees in there and we would just be sweating and we'd just be doing drills all day like from like three o'clock to like five o'clock at night we would just it's the worst right and then when we'd have to like we would have to like you know actually have tournaments we'd have to make weight so we had to lose weight and so we would put on these garbage bags and put on sweats over them and we would run around the football field like 20 times to sweat out any like ounce of like millimeter of, of liquid so that we can make weight and so we can actually wrestle right and I remember going and doing this you know my my freshman year and I remember like you know like training so hard I never trained that hard for anything in my life and I remember like going to my first meet and I actually did really well and I, I beat the guy and I beat the next guy and I got first place. I, I became like, like the, like number one on the, on, on my weight. And then I, I, I was so proud of myself and I went and at the end they had the ceremony and all they gave me was this tiny medal. And it wasn't like gold. It was, you could tell it was just like, like five dollars. They just ordered it by the, by the, and it just, it, no, nothing engraved on it. It just had a piece of felt on the top. It just gave me this medal, right? Like, that's like a consolation, right? No prizes that we find in this world never live up to the amount of, like, like effort that we put into it. That's a, that's a consolation. But what you get it in no way reflects what you put into it. But that's not what God promises us. The, 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 He promises us what? He's the hope of glory. That He shares His glory with us. He promises a new heaven and a new earth. And He promises us restoration, right? Restoration to the point that we, we have, we share in the glory that is God. That through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ in Him, we share in His resurrection and we share in His glory and His restoration. We are given a restoration of the life that we lived here on earth. We get the body that we've always wanted. Right? The Bible tells us that we will have glorified bodies, right? That we will get the life that we were meant to have before the fall, before sin entered us. It's not a medal or a trophy, but we get to share in the glory of what Jesus Christ inherits, the hope of glory. Right? And that glory is a restoration of all of the, the sin that entered into this earth. And God is saying, you know what, at the end, right? The hope that you have is a hope of glory, a hope of restoration, being restored to what I meant for you to be. Before sin entered the world, before you were taken from me, before you were there was this chasm, this separation between you and me, before that I could not be, you could not be in my presence because you were you were covered with sins. You there is a hope of being restored to the glory of you, what you were meant to be. That is the hope that we have. It's a hope of restoration. God promises us that, that we will share in His resurrection, but also in His restoration. And Jesus will come. He will restore His kingdom and new heavens and the new earth, and He will wipe away every tear from our eyes. And death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Now our hope that we have is not like the kind of the hope that we find in those. So it's not like a consolation prize. But it's based on the restorative power of God. That He will take the earth with all its sin and death, pain and sorrow, and He will restore it to its original intent. And He will restore us, you know, in our love and in the relationship, in the glory that we are to share in the inheritance in Jesus, right? 
The Bible says that we're the first of many brothers, right? Jesus, he was the first, Jesus was the first of many brothers. Jesus is, is in a sense our brother. Like what he inherits is what we will also inherit. Now people think that heaven in the, is like the end of living, but no, heaven is the beginning of living. True living. And if people are trying to hold on to this life, you know, like, you know, so passionately to, to this life, imagine what we will experience when we are living life that God had in mind for us before the fall, before all, all of the, how sin entered this world. And that relationship and that connection and that eternal bliss that we will have in His presence. That is our hope. And you might be asking, if this is our hope and and God is good, why doesn't He just take us to heaven now? Right? Well, He has a plan for each of your life. To partner with Him in spreading the faith, hope and love, that He has for the rest of the world, to partner with us in sanctifying us and using us for His glory in this earth. To show the world Jesus Christ and the hope of glory. That that we have a hope. The hope that is in us is not just for us. The hope that we that God places in us is not just for us, but it's a hope that is meant to go out into the world. We're supposed to give away this hope. We're supposed to, to show people the kind of hope that we have. People are supposed to see and experience like, hey, how do you have hope when our circumstances look like this? And you tell them, it's because the hope that I have is not based on anything on this earth. It's not built on anything that is man-made. It's not based on anything that we can see that man can produce, but is based on a person, is based on Jesus Christ. He is our hope of glory. And I want to end this sermon with Isaiah 40. We read it earlier. And it's Isaiah 40, 31. It says, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagle. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And this is the power of hope in the Lord. And it's available for us now. We think that, all oh, it's a hope and we'll experience it when we die and we go to heaven. No, no. That hope is actually for us now. Right? We won't need hope when Jesus comes back and we see him face to face. Right? There, there doesn't, you know, like, there's no anticipation there. Hope is that anticipation. It's the, it's assurance of, 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 and the conviction of things not seen. It's for this life. Hope can transform the life that we have on this earth now. I want to I ask you to cling to the hope that He has promised us, to know in faith that Jesus is for us, that He is with us, no matter what may come, nothing on heaven or nothing on earth, and even death itself can separate us from the love of Christ, which is you know, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that is the basis of the hope that we have, a hope that can transcend this earth and hope that can carry us through any circumstance. So I'll stand up and let's pray. I'm going to close us. I want to, I want to pray for some of you guys that might be feeling hopeless. Mina, can you come up and play the keys a little bit?
So one of the one of the saddest things that we can see in the world is when people lose hope. And and I've met certain people in my life that have that you can just tell, like like when you interact with them, when you talk with them, you just tell that the hope, whatever hope that they may have had, is kind of faded away. And even even if we are believers, even if we know Jesus, there might be seasons in our lives where just hope just gets kind of sapped from us. We don't we don't realize and we don't understand the hope that we have in Christ Jesus. We fall into hopelessness, we fall into depression, we fall into to thinking that maybe there is nothing for me out there in this world. I, I want to pray for people that need a fresh revelation of the hope that they have in Christ Jesus. I want, I want to remind you that you have a God and you have a Lord that loves you furiously. And He is with you, that He is for you, and nothing on this earth in heaven, on this earth or under the earth, in life or death, and our angels and principalities, in the things of the future or things of the past, nothing could separate us from the love of Christ, which is the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I want to remind you that there is always hope. Even if you can't feel it, God tells us there is always hope in Him. There is always hope in Christ Jesus. So if that's you, I just want you to receive this prayer. Lord, I just pray for every single person in this place. And I just ask, Lord, that you will inject inject them with a fresh revelation of hope. Maybe their jobs aren't going the way that they want it to be. Maybe their circumstances are, are, are not going the way that they want it to. Maybe the relationships or maybe their, their, their finances, whatever it is that that is not going the way that they feel or they want it to help them to realize that all of that will fade away. All of that will pass away. The Bible says that when we get to heaven, Mina's not going to be my wife. Marriage will no longer exist. Everything that we see in this world that we may hope for in this world will pass away. The only thing that we will we will have to hold on to is our relationship in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I just pray that you will give them a fresh reminder of the hope that they can have in Christ Jesus, Lord. That the hope that they have, Lord, will just help all of the other issues and all of the other, Lord, just circumstances to just fall away. Help them to realize and understand the furious love that they have through faith in Christ Jesus. Lord, we thank you for this hope. We thank you for the way that that you inject life in us through the hope that we have in you. May we never lose our hope in you. Lord, may we be prisoners of hope. May we, Lord, even if everything falls away, and even if our circumstances become so dire to the point of, 
of, of even death, may we never ever lose our hope in you. May it carry us through everything and anything, God. We thank you that this is our hope. And we thank you that we have it now in this life, that it is for us. And may this hope carry us into, Lord, everything in our lives, our relationships. May it carry us into our workplaces. May the hope of glory that we have in you carry us into the, the relationships that we have with our coworkers and with our with our bosses and, and with our friends and with our family. May it carry us into, Lord, the jobs that we have and the schools that we go to and, and in all the things that we do. May we stand on the hope that we have in you. We thank you, God. We thank you for this hope. We bless your name. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all as you be, as you continue to hope in Christ Jesus our Lord as prisoners of hope. May we live a life holding and understanding the truth of the hope that we have in Him. We thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys.